0: Welcome to episode 25 of the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. Today we talk about Halloween candy and why it's so scary to have around. We'll talk about noticing your candy cravings and why you might be craving the candy. You'll learn about the three component areas that can lead you to overeat and you'll come away with doables to help you in all three of those component areas. Let's get started. Thanks for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. I'm Kim McLaughlin, your host. I'm a psychotherapist, a inspirational coach, motivational speaker, blogger, and podcaster. I love helping people move from the feeling of overwhelm and frustration and overload into a feeling of peace with food. This really translates into behaviors that are actually peaceful with food, too, And today is a super important topic because we're going to talk about Halloween candy. Halloween candy shows up at this time of year and it can be really overwhelming. I I think about how the idea of Halloween being a scary time of year, but I think it's scary when we have candy all over the place and we don't know how to handle it and it feels out of control. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today. It's a little different because I'm actually using the audio from a class that I taught because it has all of the important information in it. And I think you're going to really enjoy what is being said and how you can really have some incredible doables to help you with Halloween and Halloween candy. There is a different microphone on the audio for the teaching portion and You'll hear it. It should be fine. And I'm looking forward to having you learn more and see how you can let go of the fear of Halloween candy.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Kim McLaughlin, and I am. I have a website called feedyoursoulunlimited.com. And I get to work with people who are using food in ways other than what is really serving them. And I what I say is I help people move from using food to nurture themselves to using food as nourishment for their body, which is really what food is about. When we compulsively binge eat, overeat, we're tending to use food as a way to nurture ourselves. And what I help people do is is move away from that. And today is a really interesting topic to talk about um, food is nourishment because we're talking about this whole holiday time of year and how much um, kind of sugary, sweet, um, heavy, fat, heavy foods are going to be present. And I think that could be kind of scary for those of us who have emotional eating and binge eating. And what I called this was um, candy is everywhere What can I do about it? And what we're going to talk about is why we're drawn to candy and sweets and what we can do about it and what we can do right now, what you can do at the end of this phone call that can be a little bit different for you to manage what's coming your way. So what happens is is that this time of year, what I realized the other day is that we're talking, it's three months. October, November, December, it's not just Christmas. And, and I was really th- I've i been thinking about that as I've been getting ready for this call, is that this time of year is especially difficult because of all the foods that surround. And then what can happen is, is that we'll have even more emotional issues showing up, and that can make it even tougher to really manage food in a way that works for us. So it really can be scary. I kind of liken that to that whole um, Halloween theme. And it can really lead us to feeling out of control. It starts now. Really, it starts, I think, in the beginning of November. I was just out shopping, and there's lots and lots of candy around. There's lots and lots of people getting ready for parties, and it's, it's out there. They are out there. And so it starts now, it moves into Thanksgiving, which is all in November, Christmas, which is all in December, and I think it ends the day after New Year's. So it, it ends January 2nd, when many people, it might be you included, quote unquote, go on a diet or start eating healthy. And that can happen January the 2nd. But really, we're really in early... We're still in early um, October right now, and that is almost three months where we could be overeating, where we could be engaging in lots of patterns that will end up hurting us. You know, it's the three months of overeating, um, getting that sugar rush, because you're eating more sugar than you're used to, because really it's all over the place, haven't you noticed? and you begin to feel upset with yourself or continue to feel upset with yourself and feel really bad about how you look, and then in the end is the dreaded possible weight gain because three months is really a long time. If you have any kind of tendency towards overeating, binge eating, emotional eating, compulsive eating, three months is a long time to engage in it. And I remember for myself years ago feeling really feeling resigned that the holidays would just include overeating and that that was just how it was going to be holidays were about overeating and I really decided not to think about it and I decided and this was a while ago is that oh well I'll deal with it like I said January the 2nd I'll deal with it January the 2nd But once again, that's a lot of overeating for three months. It's not just one day, which is really what happens with people that are um, not overeaters. They just do it on Christmas Day and they're done, or really for one meal on Christmas Day or, or Thanksgiving Day for one meal and they're done. What we're talking about for us is really thinking about food and being kind of consumed by it over this whole holiday time. I think you get what I'm talking about. So what I want you to do is I want you to consider that this can be different, that this can really be a different holiday for you and a different three-month period for you where you don't have to feel powerless anymore and to know for yourself and begin to imagine that this could be the time that you do it differently, that you engage with food differently, that you look at sweets and, and whatever the food is that calls to you that you look at it differently. So I just want to have you keep that in mind that that maybe this could be your moment to do it differently. So what I want to talk about first is why are we drawn to candy and sweets and those kind of, all those kind of foods that come out this time of year and really there is a lot of literature about sugar and its effects on us. Um, how it. Makes us want more, and there's a lot of ideas about how it targets our brain and kind of lights our brain up and makes us really euphoric for a while. And I'm I'm not a doctor, I'm not a nutritionist, I'm not a dietitian, so I'm really my thing is not about getting into kind of what sugar does to you because I think that's a lot of that's out there in the um, internet area. And really, I'm not here to demonize sugar. I'm not here to tell you don't do it. I come from a modality that's called intuitive eating, where eat what you want, eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full, that's it, which could include sugar if that is what you want. So I'm not saying don't do it, because that can be uh, that whole diet mentality of can't, 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 don't, 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 don't have it. But what happens when we have sugar is there is this kind of this surge of good feelings that come. You know, kind you kind of go, whoa, wow, that felt good. And it's pleasurable. It really is. It, it tastes good. It feels good. There's a reason why we keep coming back to it. But this good feeling might be for a second or even a few minutes. So there's this certain amount of time where it feels good. And there's that good feeling that draws us back time and time again. And if we have any kind of sense memories of of it being um, good, then we'll just keep going back to it no matter if we still like it or not. So I just want you to know that there is something that draws us to it. And you might want to start considering if candy, sugar, sweets are your thing. What draws you to it? And, and kind of what kind of pull does it have on you? And what might that mean for you? So, if it feels good and we enjoy it and we feel drawn to it, but we don't feel like we can stop, what is it we can do? And that's why I think you all are here is like, what can we do if we're drawn to it? That really, how can we derail those candy cravings? And I have three areas that we're going to focus on today in the short time that we're together. And and I think they're kind of powerful areas to, to help you look at, at food differently and look at emotional eating differently. So the first thing we have to notice is what are we thinking about? Noticing that you want the candy, that you're thinking about it. And that's the starting spot is we have to notice. You know that whole... Um, thing about having lots of candy and things in offices I remember when I used to work in an office that there was a lot of candy all around and I would think about it if it was yet at the back at somebody's desk I would think about it if it was in the break room I would think about it I would have a hard time not thinking about it until I went to go get it and I suspect many of you are that way, the the people that I work with, they often tell me that, that they think about it a lot. And so what happens is is that as we think about it, there can be kind of this unconscious eating that goes along, especially during this three-month period because there is more candy and food out and about than there ever is at any point of time in the year, right? People are really kind. And they bring large quantities of foods and sweets over this period. And I find it interesting. I call it they love you to death because it's really too much, too much around. And what I want you to first do is notice if you're thinking about it, noticing the thought that's coming up and just notice it. What we can tend to do is once we start noticing these thoughts, we can uh, try and Make them go away. Try and force them out. And I want you to just recognize that you're thinking about it. Notice that it's there. Notice that you're thinking, oh, I'd like to go have it. Oh, I'd like to go uh, eat that. Oh, that sounds kind of good. Notice it. And recognize that it's just a thought. Now, think about this for a second. It's just a thought. It is not a have to right? It's not like your thoughts are things that make you do what it wants you to do. Even though it feels that way, it can feel like the thoughts are almost making you eat. So recognize that it's just a thought and thoughts are fleeting. They go. They come and they go. They come and they go. And also notice what you might be telling yourself, what your thoughts are saying to you. One of the One thought that comes about, I remember I've done this, I used to do this plenty of times, and I know people that, once again, that I work with say this to themselves is, oh, it's just one. Oh, I'm just going to have this one. And you go by and you eat it, you know, that whole taking it off the desk thing, Uh, or, you know, getting it out of the cupboard. Oh, I'll just have this one. But really, let's start being honest. Is it really one? Or is it many that you're having? And we're going to get into that later as we talk more of that, about the behavior, about this kind of emotional eating. But I want you just to just notice the thoughts and notice that they're there. It's powerful just to notice them because once we notice them, we can do something about them. That's the power in it. Secondly, what I'd like you to notice is notice what you are feeling Notice what you're feeling as you're wanting or thinking about having that sweet stuff or having those things that you prefer not to have as much of. Notice what you're feeling. Often I find that it is really lonely and bored and that even happens at work. People feel lonely and bored and lead, and this leads to overeating especially on candy. I used to find the lonely board feeding feeling would come in for me is mid-morning, about 10 o'clock, especially if there was something sweet in the, off, in the office um, cafeteria or anything like that, in the staff lounge. I would think about it at about 10 o'clock, and I would also start thinking about it at about 3 o'clock. And I, what I want you to consider is what th- what feelings are going on for you if you're having these thoughts about wanting sweet stuff? So remember what I said is sometimes it's lonely, sometimes it's bored feelings, sometimes it's also anxious feelings that lead you to overeat. But there's a myriad of other feelings. There's um, happy, sad, upset, angry, confused, misunderstood. Lots of feelings come up, but I find the main three that I've noticed are lonely, bored, and anxious. So wonder if any of those are going on for you when you're thinking about that sweet stuff, when it kind of just pops into your head. And what I think is interesting is that you wouldn't be thinking about this if it was carrots that was on somebody's desk. You know, think about it. Fresh, sweet, organic carrots that are on somebody's desk. You really wouldn't have kind of these compulsive thoughts to go get it, to go have it. You probably might have one or two, and then you would uh, not even think about it again, right? You wouldn't think about it again. So what we want to do is begin to have a similar kind of feeling about sweet stuff and put it in its proper place as nourishment and, and, and owning that when we're thinking about having sweet stuff throughout the day, it could be because we are wanting to Use food to help with our feelings, to help with our emotions. What you're doing then, if you engage in this, when you eat, when it's really about feelings. So, so let me back up for a second and, and kind of help you kind of think about how would you even notice if there were feelings going on. One of the things I think of is, is why am I thinking about food right now? And what might be going on for me that I want to have it? We're going to talk a little bit in a minute about um, the behavior and actually eating it. But what I wonder is, is when I'm having a thought about wanting to eat something sweet and it won't go away, you know, those thoughts that just kind of keep coming and coming and coming and you can't really get rid of them, maybe it's something more than just wanting to eat for physical hunger. And maybe there's something emotional going on. So what I like to do is notice the thought, notice the thought that I want to go get something sweet, and ask myself, Kim, what's going on? How are you feeling? Are you feeling bored or lonely or upset? What's going on that you're thinking out of the clear blue, or just because you walked by something sweet, you're now thinking about wanting to eat it? What's going on? And I like to have a little check-in with myself, a little emotional check-in to know how I'm feeling because what I know is when I eat, because I'm having some emotions, I actually am not helping the emotions, except maybe for the moment when I'm eating it and I kind of get that pleasure center in my brain going. After that, it doesn't feel good. So what I'm doing is when I'm eating then is I'm feeding an emotional hunger. And emotional hungers really cannot be satisfied by food. Emotional hunger, let me say that again, emotional hunger cannot be satisfied by food. Food's really about physical hunger when you get down to it. It's about really about taking care of your body. So consider if it might be an emotional hunger that's going on and ask yourself what emotion could it be and what could I do about it? What could I do about that emotion that's showing up? Because what happens is, is when we eat over it, we feel pleasure for a moment, a second or two afterwards, even a minute or so, and then we feel bad. We feel even worse about ourselves. It actually can make the emotion feel worse because then we add on to it shame and guilt for engaging in this behavior that we really didn't want to do in the first place or that really didn't satisfy what was, the behavior didn't satisfy, the eating didn't satisfy what was really going on. And then you have in the end, if you continue that for these three months, these holiday three months, then what happens is you end up probably gaining some weight. Maybe not a lot, but just a little. Or you end up feeling bad about your body because you don't feel good about yourself because of the way you've been eating. So really notice and recognize the feelings that are coming up that might be leading to you eating and wonder what they might be and then wonder what you might do about them, what you might do about those emotions,
0: okay? Hi, everyone. This is Kim, and my book is out. Feed Your Soul, Nourish Your Life, a six-step system to peace with food is live. I recommend you get it. It has all my six components of feeding your soul as well as my own story. Pick it up now. You can find it on my website at feedyoursoulunlimited.com. Thanks.
1: Thirdly, what I encourage you to do is to notice your behavior. So that means noticing if you're eating it. Remember I said earlier about the thought about, oh, it's just one? Fine, have one. That's fine. Have one. But notice that if you're coming back for two and three and four and five and six and how many times a day you do it. Notice the behavior. And notice what's really going on. It's really about telling ourselves the truth. Telling ourselves the truth about what we're really doing, right? So I would say... Don't sweat it. If you really want it, have it. But the starting spot is whether you're hungry and whether you're full. And There's a lot of other steps that go into it, but those are the basics. What we don't want to do is we don't want to get into deprivation. And deprivation is where we say, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't have this, I can't have this, I can't eat that. It's kind of, I call it like white-knuckling it, white-knuckling it, where you can't have it is what you tell yourself. And this kind of deprivation leads to us binging. So what happens is is that deprivation, it goes in a circle, deprivation, starvation, you know, saying I can't, I can't, leads us to say, maybe not that day, but a day or two, a week, whatever, forget about it. I'm just going to have it. This is too hard, most especially over the holidays because you will be confronted all that time with food. I was just at um, Costco yesterday, and oh my goodness, the amount of candy—they have aisles and aisles and aisles, rows and rows of candy. It is out and about, and it's just there. If you're if you're telling yourself, "No, I can't, I can't, I can't," then it leads us to want to binge, most especially when candy's all around. So, when I say notice the behavior. Notice what you're doing. And when I say, if you want it, have it, that doesn't mean I'm saying a free-for-all, which is what we tend to do. Is If somebody says, oh, have what you want, we do. And we have that and then some. But if we're looking at our thoughts about what we're thinking about this sweet stuff, this candy, these treats, if we're also looking at our feelings and what are we really eating over, are we eating over some kind of feeling, we then are able to notice the behavior of going towards the candy or these sweet things and able to say, eh, no, I don't think so. Because just one is fine, two, three, four, five, et cetera, it ends up not feeling so good. So start noticing what you're doing. Notice the behavior Notice um, what, what tends to happen with people is they tend to go by and just pick up candy as they walk on by. Notice if you're doing that and eating while they're walking. You know what I'm saying? Eat while you're walking to your da- back to your desk or walking down the hall. You're eating while you're walking, not paying attention one single bit. So start noticing what you're doing to then be able to check yourself and see hmm, what's going on for me, why am I doing this, what's this about. I really like, uh, for those of you that signed up for this call, I hope you've also signed up for my top tips to end, to end emotional eating where we do talk about where I go into um, the idea of hungry and full and beginning to start uh, noticing when you're eating at when you're hungry and stopping when you're full. It's a, it's a great companion to what I'm just talking about right now. Let's start looking at the behavior. Okay. So what today is about... What we're talking about is notice your thoughts. What are the thoughts that are leading you to want to overeat? Notice that thoughts aren't real. They're just a thought. And what might you do about it to to slow those thoughts down or to move them in a different direction? We then talked about feelings. And are, are you thinking about having especially these sweet foods because some feelings are coming up? I talked some about lonely, bored, anxious, And if those are feelings that are showing up, do something about that. And if you start focusing on the emotions that might be leading to the overeating, then you're dealing with the source, right? You're dealing with the source of what is coming first, which is the feeling. And lastly, notice your behavior, are you starting to pick up the food? Are you starting to walk and eat it? Also notice the behavior. Are you the one who's having candy on your desk? Are you the one who's putting it out for everybody to kind of walk by and take? And, and I want to challenge you, what is that about? I, I really am on a mission this Christmas to really look at our behavior and why are we putting out bowls of candy? Like what is that about? And why wouldn't you just put out a bowl of carrots? But that's just me, and I've kind of been thinking about that a lot, about how we kind of encourage each other over this time period to really eat more than we really want. So just think about it. Notice your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors. And I know this is easier said than done. I know that. But I'm looking for this holiday to be different for you. And one where you feel empowered around food and not being at the mercy of sweets or things that are on the desk in front of you. To make these changes, it takes time, it takes effort, and it takes support. But now you know a little bit
0: more about what to do so you can start changing that relationship with food. Thank you for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. We come to you every Monday with fresh new ideas to help you end emotional eating and put food in its proper place as nourishment. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and review it and let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us.